Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. Trevor Plouffe is in the studio. Five trades happened and a couple big series. Players only. Hello and welcome to Talking no G on the end. Talking baseball. Myself, Jake Storielli, Davis Mendelson on the ones and twos. I had a laugh the other day. I called you Big Baby David. Mm-hmm. And someone said, I didn't know that's what BBD stood for. Every now and then, that hasn't like, been, what does that stand That for? hasn't been used as much as it used to be. And more importantly than all of that, in the big city... Mm. Sun goes down, that city stink that's going on right now because okay. it's 95 degrees. Nothing better when that enters Trevor Plouffe's nostrils. I love I the Big Apple. Is that what they call it? Why do they call it the Big Apple? But I do love it here, man. Saw Lion King last night. Yep. Got some late night Chinese food delivered to the hotel. Mm. Like I'm living it up right now, dude. I'm excited to talk ball. There has been trades. There's been good baseball being played. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite sitcoms of all time today. Wow. Um, but BBD to me means big, big dong. And that's true. And so, some people know it as that. Yeah. And some people know it as that, which we won't, we won't argue. How about this one, though? Oh, I <laughs> got the cap gun out. <laughs> uh, Trev, a little bit of a different episode. We got some trades, so we're going to hit on those. Like, if we just... Peeling back the curtains, because you guys like that. If we save the Jorge Lopez, um, Dylan. Dylan Floro trade for, for Monday or Tuesday, I think it's already going to be gone by the wayside. If we don't talk about Johnny Severino to the Pirates today, we might never talk about <laughs> him again until he's an all-star, and I'm sure Johnny Severino is going to be great. Um, Trev, let's get into it. And speaking of... Mm. Big weekend. PPV.com. Yeah. Pay-per-view, Trev. Dan Canobio. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, Saturday, July 29th, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Should I start doing some voiceover no. stuff? Absolutely no, it not. sounds whiny. Voice sounds it's whiny. It's about when you do it. Yeah. It's from here, not from here. Spence Crawford. There you go. Better. That's not These bad. two fighters have been waiting to get at. I got nothing. Because uh, you know why? Because I'm not our boxing guy. Mm. Dan Canobio is. Along with Chris Algieri. And hot. you can interact. Hot. You can interact with those guys. During the fight. And PPV.com is the only place you can do that. Uh, go yuck it up with them and legendary boxing writer Lance Pugmire. My guy. Get in the chat. Have some fun with them. Also, Kenobio uh, and Algieri made some really cool videos together about each guy's fighting style. They're actually in the ring, like, explaining what they're trying to set each other up for. Really cool stuff. So, uh, watch the fight tomorrow night at ppv.com. Stream it wherever. Uh, you can order it now. Uh, you know, a little John Boy Media stuff. Our tech guy, Mike, really excited for the fight. Asked if we want to get together. I was like, I'm, I'm kind of interested. We haven't done that yet. Um, but Jess is coming in on a little vacation. We'll see. We'll see. But you can watch the fight. Click the link. Um, it's one of the big ones. Spence Crawford. Speaking of big ones. 
Hmm. Here we go, Poppy. Let's let's hit the a big guy, a John Boy Media guy, a Trevor Plouffe guy, Lucas Giolito, and Reynaldo Lopez. Don't forget that part of the trade. Uh, to the Halos, uh, prospect Edgar Caro. Caro? Do I need to roll that a little more? Uh, Cuero? Yeah, give, yeah, there you go. Edgar Cuero. That was nice. That felt nice. Uh, and Kai Bush. <laughs> 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 go to the White Sox. Uh, Cuero. <laughs> that sounds really white when I say it. Uh, he's like a... Uh, a real prospect, and we'll we'll touch on that a little bit. Like, let's be honest, nobody knows anything about prospects. But we know Lucas Giolito, and we know Reynaldo Lopez, and more importantly, everyone thought they were going to L.A. Nobody really threw out the halos because we, we got all horned up about them trading away Shohei. They said they're not trading him. And they go and they grab two two of the better arms that will be traded for at this deadline, starting pitcher and reliever. reliever in my opinion. Yeah, this was uh, something that they've been traded together before, Lucas and uh, Ronaldo. So this is something that they're just used to, I guess. Uh, But this was something that people had been talking about, like a package deal, because a lot of these teams that are looking for pitching, it's like, okay, well, we love a starter. We need a reliever. Let's get them both together. Um, But to be honest with you, I think the overall thing for me here is, and, and you could talk about the Angels getting up their two and three prospects when they when people think they should have traded Shohei to bring in more prospects. They're losing prospects now. But and if you listen to baseball today, yesterday I, t- I talked about this. I, I think this is this was the best move for the Angels for a couple different reasons. I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me there, but there are just times, you know, in, in a franchise's history or or in an owner's tenure that you got to like go for it and you got to take risks and what better time to like save face and to get a little bit of like positive PR than when you have the best player that's ever played the game about to leave your team. Yeah. And you say, no, we're not going to give this guy up. I mean, think of just, I know that angels fans had been ready to, to lose Shohei for quite some time because We've been talking about it forever. Buster Olney's in the freaking dugout during a game asking the manager about it, for God's sake. Still go. unprofessional, Let go, Buster. Trev. Let it go. Sheesh. Don't hate your that. producer, too, whoever that guy is. <laughs> no, I hate that guy. We like them. Whatever. I like both of them. They People have been ready for Shohei to leave. Now, all of a sudden, not only is Shohei staying and going to chase the American League home run record, or thank you, going to chase a... a playoff spot but you're bringing in Lucas Gilito and a and a baller reliever to go with your team to make them better to to reinforce your chances so I think when you really sit down and put yourself in Artie Moreno's shoes and definitely Perry Manasian I fuck his name up every time Manasian 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 I'm sorry Perry I mean I don't mean to I just fuck it up all the time Cuero <laughs> if you really sit down and think about the situation from their aspect. This is this is the this is the move. You don't just trade this guy away and then live in infamy. In oh my goodness. Yeah, right. You know what I'm trying to say. In person today. Take a sip of coffee. I need a sip of coffee. <laughs> you guys know what I actually need. That's mm-hmm. just not going to happen Woo! for me this trip. Um, no, we got a you, couple hours. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what I'm trying to say. Like you sit down. It's like. 
we want to make good with our fan base. We want to reward them. And this is what you do, man. Like sometimes you have to take chances like this to put yourself in a good position. You know, and like I said, I if there was a a, a case where Shohei went to the front office and said, guys, I, I'm not coming back here, then I think they probably trade him. Now, I'm sure Shohei is going to do his due diligence. He's going to test free agency. He's going right. to listen to all the offers. But there's still a chance that he comes back to the Angels. Like, that's not a non-zero. Or that is an, oh my gosh. I'm all over the place. I'll get going. Uh, you talk Because a lot of what you're saying... <laughs> And pass it back. Oh, my God. Um, unfortunately, a lot of what you're saying is right. Because uh, it's easy for us from the outside. Like, Chris Rose, we do our trade draft. He starts with Shohei. I think he wanted the click a little bit. And I respect the hell out of Chris Rose for that. He's a big click guy now. <laughs> but um, we, from the outside, we're like, well, they're the Angels, right? Like, they've got this, they kind of have a track record of non-success and a lot of if you're a generic baseball population, if the Angels have come up in the past decade, it's haven't gotten to the playoffs. Mike Trout hasn't won a playoff game. You know, him and Pujols. Like, they couldn't. Two all-time greats. And now Otani's there. And they're trailing. Like, hey, they have had a little hot streak coming out of this. And if you believe in momentum and we're not trading Shohei and, you know, the the I'm, I'm not fucking leaving GIF, like... If that energy is in the Angels clubhouse right now, it it is one hundred percent. It is that's awesome because that's we talk about that a lot. Like every deadline, when if you trade for a guy and that the front office tells you like, let's go, like I'm in. I'm. You guys said you needed a starting pitcher. Here's a starting pitcher. Now go. Like there's there's no other excuses. They're fifty four and forty nine right now. They're six games back of the division, which. I know that hasn't even seemed in play because we've been, uh, you know, kind of obsessed with the Rangers' start, which has slowed down in a big way. The Astros are there, and they're obviously going to live in our heads. Like, you know, I, I see on Fangraphs right now, it says 75% to make the playoffs. All of us have that at 100%. Yeah. So the problem is, this is awesome for the Angels. They're empowering it. And you're right, man. I, I've, I've been saying it a lot, and I try to put myself in other people's shoes best I can. If you're the GM and the owner, the analytics team, if you're everyone with the Angels, to trade away Shohei? Like, for what? For what? That's your, the thing. Your hand, what the hell are you going to get that's going to make up for that? Your hand would literally have to be forced. Like, if they had just lost, you know, six out of seven, and it it really would be done. I, like, don't, I honestly, if sitting back now, I don't think so. If you're double-digit games back, it's over. It's over. It depends because this is the way I look at it. When you have Shohei, people are still going to come see Shohei. He still has, I don't know how many homers he has now. It's a lot. And, like, is he on pace still to break 62? I don't know. Close. It's close, right? I don't think there was a package out there that was enough for them to be the ownership in the front office to trade this guy. Like we get in our heads and say, Oh, we'd love to see Shohei go here. We'd love to see Shohei go there. But really, if you have that item that you cherish so much that everybody wants, why give it up for what dude? Yeah. For what? A couple prospects that may or may not give you a couple wins next 
in the next three years or something like that doesn't make any sense. When you really sit yeah, down but and think it, about if, it. If you're actually a front office and it, if they're fan, if they're, you hand- know what? I need three first round <laughs> draft picks. <laughs> if their hand was actually forced, if they were double digit games back in the division and like eight in the wild card and their hand was truly forced, you'd, you know, I, I think again, getting into that GM mindset, if you're, you Perry, see what's out there, Perry Manassian, Manazian. You <laughs> you then do have to think about the future. Like there's we are not making the playoffs this year. I have one of the most valuable assets of all time. I need to get something for next year so I'm not remembered as the guy that was a GM and couldn't win with Trout and Otani. Like you you need to go there. Um I don't think it saves face, bro. It doesn't matter who you get. You better get you better scoop up Fernando Tatis Jr. in your trade. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you never know and I don't know. It's, it's Let's get back into Lucas Giolito and what he Hold does. Hold on. So I want to talk yeah. about the you talked about the impact on the clubhouse, yes. right? Which I believe is a huge thing here. Yeah. You go, you're sitting neutral, right? On one end, you lose Shohei Otani. Mike Trout probably then says, "Yeah, I'm trade gonna, me to the fucking I'm gonna, Phillies." No, already. he's going to say, "I'm going to just wait on my rehab assignment. <laughs> you know, I'm going to hang a little bit more." You lose Shohei. You essentially just give up on the season. Now you're sitting at the end of July. You still have August and September where you're like, "We're not going to do anything. We've given up." That's on one side where it's a miserable last two months of baseball where you're playing for yourself. You're you know, making sure that you get your money in ARB. And it's it's a miserable time. It becomes a job at that point where it's like, I'm just showing right. up for me. Right. On the other hand, you keep Shohei. You get Lucas Giolito. And then all of a sudden, it's like, let's, it's time. Let's, right. let's fucking do this. It's a, comp- it's so different. And I'm so happy for those guys in that clubhouse that they get to experience now these next couple of months and play real ball go about their business just trying to win baseball games with some reinforcements. The glue guys are there and Eddie and Mike, right. Eddie Escobar, Mike Moustakis. Clubhouse like, dude, leader, Mike Moustakis. Clubhouse leader, Mike Moustakis. Mike Trout's got to be fired up. Like I, I'm envisioning, dude, let's just, mm. let's just take a trip into the future, which wow. there is no future or past people. We know that. <laughs> let's just, let's just take a trip into the future a little bit. Right. It's uh, September 27th. Okay. Um, Mike Trout hits a homer. 40-23. The fire goes off in Anaheim. Yes. Right? Rally Into the fucking back. rocks. Yeah. Right? Ties the game up. Mm. Shohei Otani comes up. Yeah. It's a fucking walk-off homer to send them to the postseason. Mike mm. Trout's shirt comes off on the field. Yeah. Shohei takes his shirt off on the field. And then you imagine the rest. Wow. Champagne. Powerful. Goggles. Yes. Touching. Lord knows what would happen, but I'm I'm envisioning that for Angels fans. It would be incredible. And it <laughs> I'm I'm in, I'm still envisioning it. Um rotation. Shohei Otani, Patrick yes. Sandoval, Lucas Giolito, Reed Detmers. Yes. And then they have Tyler Anderson and Griff Canning back there who have each given some pretty good efforts at different points. So you've got six guys that, okay. I mean, you even have a playoff rotation there. Shohei, Sandoval, Giolito, or Detmers, that ain't bad. Detmers can get hot and be 
incredible. Detmers is, you know, before Giolito was probably their second best starter this season. Um, get Mike Trout back. Ronaldo Lopez, look at his last year. 276 ERA, 65.1 innings. He had a 193 FIP last year. He's been a little more wild this year, um, which who knows what that is. Is it luck? Is it um, maybe? Well, he, had, he started out poorly. Since May 14th on the sheet, 175 ERA, 148 batting average against. Let's go. Like, Fangraphs has slotted him in as their second best reliever. So you're adding a, a dude to your rotation in Lucas Giolito. You're adding potentially a setup. Potentially your closer, like if, if Estevez is down for a day, you have that kind of guy on the back end. And yeah, man, I I wonder I wonder if they're going to do more on offense. Like they have a ton of bodies. Like right yeah. now in their lineup, we love your guy Neto, Otani, Mickey Moniak is a freak show right now. Yes. Uh, Taylor Ward, saw him on our potential standout, perfor- standout performance. Oh, Jelly Wendell. Uh, Malibu Mike has saved the season. Um, Hunter Renfro, Trey Cabbage, I bet. Um, Eddie Escobar, like you mentioned. And that's with all these guys on the IL, Rendon, Drury, uh, Mike Trout. So does Ohapi come back? Like, I, I wonder if offensively they're just going to say, hey, when these guys trickle back, we'll just see what we've got. Or I don't know. They're already in the lab cooking. They Keep going. They're rumored Screw for it. for they're one of the guys rumored for Jamer Candelario. Sure, which is interesting. Uh, I think that you can't do this and then not keep going. Oh, I like that. Like you can't. Like, you already did. Yeah, don't. Yeah, put the chips in. Pot committed is a poker Ooh. term. Do you still play poker? We used to get I a do. lot of updates on that. Uh, I stopped our our uh, Tuesday game. Yeah, because I was. <laughs> it was. I was getting home too late. And I got to wake up to do our show. Basically, this wow. show has ruined my poker. I've life. ruined your life. Yeah. Okay. Um, the uh, I guess what is of note because as I've slaughtered his name, Edgar Cuero. That was um, good. And Kai Bush. Uh, what you need to know is uh, Cuero is kind of a real prospect. Um, he was their number two prospect in the org. He was top hundred. I think he was like in the sixties, depending where you look, um, catcher with some decent hitting stats. So this is a rental starting pitcher, rental reliever, both higher end. So I, I don't know if that sets a market. The other thing that I always think is, um, important, like, if you're the front office, you need to be trading for a prospect you like. So if Edgar Cuero is your 65th best prospect in baseball, but you're a front office and you think he's bad, you don't care. Um, Kai Bush, a little bit of a flyer. His stats were pretty bad. He's striking guys out. So every, you know, some scouts saying something, but um, I don't know. I, I guess if you're looking for, if you're looking for a market, um, a top 100 ish prop, prospect second 50 gets you basically a year of a starter and a reliever so whatever math you need to do in your head for whatever trades you've been calculating at home for your team this kind of sets the tone i get what you're saying there and for the angels you know you're giving up your second best prospect he's a catcher but you you just traded for a hoppy so like organizationally it makes sense for you uh that's why you know i don't know what else or who else they have to offer you know, they might have to give some it's a thin big, farm. League, big league players up to get some more reinforcements, which is fine because you mentioned, like, they have guys under control there that are on the IL and, you know, bodies coming back. So I, 
I can't believe that they're done. I'd like to see them make another move, but this was, I mean, honestly, dude, I, you got to give snaps to the the Angels front office and to Artie Moreno. It, I, now that it's all said and done, this makes the most sense to me. Just as when you really think about it from their perspective, right. instead of your perspective or you know mine or yours, from their perspective, this made the most sense. So just to call ourselves out a little bit, because I, I obviously like it. The energy of going for it and having Shohei doing what he's doing right now and Trout coming back, all of it. If this, I don't want to say backfires because you got to play to win, but there's a lot of teams. Who cares if it backfires? Seriously, but who cares? If the Angels suck for four years, the next four years. I still think you they, look back upon this and we're like, Fuck, that was awesome. Ed, say Edgar Cuero comes up and he's a stud and they could have gotten three prospects and like, I don't know. Are, are we going to be sitting here saying snaps? You played for keeps and you lost? I don't know. Yeah, exactly, dude. Okay. Exactly. I think it doesn't matter what happens with these two guys they gave away. It doesn't matter if they make the postseason this year. Clearly, they want to do that. That's what everyone wants to see. But the fact that you for lack of a better term, earmuffs, whipped it out and put it on the table and mm. said, let's go. You got to respect it. How I do you not? I hope you use the same term with Chris Rose on baseball today later. I don't know. We already talked. To, did we already talk about this? I never know. Yeah, we did. That was. We got wow. hot because Chris Rose, Woo. by the way, yeah. way on the other side. Yeah, he is. That's, I mean, I root for the Angels. They're my second favorite team in the big leagues, and they needed to get processed. Shut up, Chris Rose. <laughs> that yeah, shut yeah. up, Chris Rose segment was brought to you by Tommy John. Um, is everyone wearing Tommy John? I don't want to put you on the spot, Beebs. We, me and Trev showed skin earlier. You guys showed some skin. Nice I have them. Saving them. I have okay. a big game tonight. There's a, ooh. Whoa. I big guess. game undies. I bet. Um, Damn. Tommy John. Party of jobs. <laughs> they are the best. Yeah, right? What? I don't get invited to things anymore. Yeah. Uh, I'm the everyman. Tommy John. It's the most comfortable undies in the game. I wore them on my wedding day. I'm wearing them right now. I just made them my go-to everyday underwear. I'm taking care of them. I'm a man. I'm 33 years old. If I like something, I'm going to get it. That's where I'm at. You're bad. I might crash Jollies You're tonight. Bad. I'm going Fuck too. <laughs> Go get yourself. Get some Adelos, Jolly. Some Tommy John underwear. What I just I think did, I'm overstating party. I, I've had the one. <laughs> I've had the one pair that I've been like, I like these. This is how deep I am. Wait, 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 wait. You have what? So I had one pair of Tommy John. Okay. And that was my every week do the laundry. When am I wearing my Tommy Johns? Um, okay. now I just ordered a sampler of Tommy John mm -hmm. cause I'm like, I really like those, but what if there's other Tommy John I like even more? And then I'm, I'm kind of right now I'm having tryouts and I think I'm going to settle on one or two pairs. Like maybe when I'm being athletic, I like a different pair of Tommy John. Interesting. Maybe if I'm going out, I like a different. So right now I'm, this is how much I like this shit people. So you can go okay. try it out and you'll get 20% off your first order. Right now at TommyJohn.com slash talking. 20% off TommyJohn.com 
slash talk. And Trev, you have your hand raised. So I have like the boxer brief, Tommy John's. That's all I wear. Right. I need a. I need some support to hold yeah. hold it in. Oh, I know. Um, I like the pouch. I never use the pouch in other. The pouch is kind of game changing. I'm in. I'm in. When you've got an actual usable pouch, kind of feels good to. Yeah. We have. I think that's easily the biggest trade. We have a fun. Now we have like. Awesome. Oh my goodness! Yankees have announced an outfielder move. They DFA'd Willie Calhoun. No, your guy. Shout out Willie. What's, what's who came up? Uh, oh. Willie came up, and then they DFA'd him. They activated him from the IL. DFA'd. Oh, I didn't know you had to do that. So, do they need to do a forty-man move? I don't know. Someone they open up a forty-man spot. Okay. Though. Aaron Judge. Oh, I think Judge. Still 15 was, yeah. or 10 days. I he never put him on the 60 day. Interesting. No. I don't think he ever 60 did. No need. Judge later, though. Anyways, um, we have. Okay, so we've got like true rental. Carlos Santana will get there. We have some of these MLB shakeup moves that we've been talking yeah. about. Cindergard for Ahmed Rosario. I mean, go look at those guys' best seasons, and that's a fun one. Right now, they're not having that. Um, and then Jorge Lopez and Floro is a funny <laughs> shakeup trade too. Let's do Syndergaard and Rosario first. Um, both are expiring contracts, yes. so that lines up. Um, and then yeah, Rosario. I guess this one turned my head because I I saw he was an expiring the other day, and you're like, wait, he's so young, but he got called up early. Yeah. Um, and then Syndergaard kind of was put in timeout by himself and the Dodgers a little bit, and he <laughs> what was his quote like? He would trade his like first kid to pitch better this year or something. He clearly doesn't have kids, but so, yeah. <laughs> so these guys uh, trading places and the Dodgers, you know, they got Kike. As no one well. loves the game that much. I mean, just tell you this right now. Okay. Maybe Derek Jeter would trade his kids, but that's about it. Um, what do you have here, Trev? Yeah, it's, it's a change of scenery type thing for the Dodgers. You know, uh, Syndergaard wasn't going to get back in the rotation. And I think with the guardians, um, they are one of those teams that has young pitchers on innings limits. So they're, they're looking for a guy to eat innings yeah. towards the end of the year. To me, and we had this talk yesterday too with Chris Rose, like that, that signifies like when you have guys on innings limits like they do or they're, and they're going yeah. to have to come eventually, uh, that's giving up on your season, dude. I can't, I mm. just, I don't, it just doesn't make sense to me. And we could get into that and, you should have these guys that have innings limits start spring training in May or something. I don't know because what message does that send to the clubhouse, dude? Yeah. I can't stand it, but that's not that's neither here nor there. So Syndergaard's going to go there. He'll eat some innings for them, you know, whether that is him piggybacking with guys. If he gets some starts, whatever it is. And then Ahmed Rosario, him leaving uh, allows the Guardians to, you know, kind of have – open tryouts at shortstop. They have a bunch of guys um, that are, that are ready and they don't, they're trying to decide who's going to be their guy going forward for the Dodgers. I think it's a bench piece. Um, He can hit lefties a little bit like the whole Kike him and Miguel Rojas situation is interesting to me. Miggy's clearly the best defensively. The other two guys can hit a little bit better, but probably don't want them out at shortstop. Rosario's numbers are really, really, really bad this year. Uh, and apparently Chris Rose says the eye test is the same. Defensively? Defensively, yeah. So I think it's a change of scenery. You know, I, I said yesterday it allows Mookie to go 
back into the outfield and then like on days they face a lefty, Peralta or Hayward won't have to face the lefty, essentially. So there's some sort of roster stuff there. I I, I don't think it's a game changer really for either. It's just more like roster flexibility. Yeah. uh, I think if you're the Dodgers, you're a little more excited than the Guardians because you're you're right what you're saying uh, for Cleveland. It feels like we should have some more advanced. You know, we have so much sports science now that when we talk inning limits and stuff, like, you know, these guys are some of the – youngest healthiest like strongest people we got just to say like 125 this year kids like it does feel like there should be you know run some tests i i don't know um Syndergaard did the same thing last year he went over to the phillies um he threw basically at a league league average 97 era plus 53 innings those are important yeah they would take that like heartbeat. that's important um, innings are important. We've talked about that, like with the Rays formula for the past couple of years and stuff like that. So that's what's going on there. Uh, also, another good pitching ward for Syndergaard. We said that when he was with the Dodgers, so maybe there's something they think they can tap into a little more with him. Uh, Rosario last year he was a four WAR player. Like, yeah, uh, he was one of their most consistent hitters. And I, I'm interested to see the rest of the Dodgers moves because are they just going to go? You know, we people have been telling us like that they think the Dodgers are going to make a starting pitcher splash. They just traded away a guy. Um, I know Syndergaard hadn't been good for them, but you know, what does that mean for their starting pitching moves? And then offensively? Yeah. I know it's can't compare every team to this, but it feels a little like depending what, what the Dodgers do offensively, little 21 Braves, like, okay, we're bringing in Kike. We're bringing in Rosario. If they bring in something else, like, you know, could Kike Hernandez or Ahmed Rosario have a great two months? Yeah. Sure. Could they not? Yes. I, I mean, kind of story of baseball, right? So um, I like it for the Dodgers. They're giving themselves more options um, <laughs> where the Guardians are are truly looking to eat innings, which isn't exciting, but... They're like if two the, games back of the Twins in the Central, dude. But, yeah. I'm, I know this doesn't affect them really like... Uh, so this trade doesn't change their outlook to me on like if they're going to win the central or not. I still think they're going to give the twins a run just because the twins aren't going to run away with it. doesn't seem like to me. Um, The thing that gets me more is the innings limits. When you start getting there and all of a sudden your three, three fifths of your starting staff is on innings limits. And all All of a sudden you're like, well, what do we do? Expanded rosters in September now doesn't really cover that. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it, it that's going to be that's going to be the story of the AL Central to me in September is when do they shut these guys down? Are they going to start or do you start pulling them after four innings and doing the piggyback situation now? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it, if they make the playoffs and they have conserved some of these innings and like our guy Tanner Bybee is a vibe um, mm. like, you know, if he's he's been balling lately and if he's more fresh for the playoffs because, you know. Cindergard saved 12 innings from him. I, I guess there's some value there, but I I don't know. And I think the funny part is, like, I think the teams think they know, but I don't think they yeah. really know. They're they're just playing it safe. Um, and I don't know. Uh, that's crazy, though. I mean, Rosario, to trade, he's been their everyday shortstop. But they just want to get a look at those other guys. So I, I think for the Dodgers, they don't seem done. There's rumors about Arenado, mm. which, is, which would be crazy. Why not? Um, yeah, honestly, why not? 
Like he's under control. You're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to give up like one of your guys, Grove Miller, Snag Snack Flaherty on the way over too. Him and like, yeah, yeah, that's a big possibility oh. that they have to give up one of those guys. They obviously have the farm system to do it as well. Think about Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Nolan Arenado, JD Martinez. I mean, it sounded Max like Muncy. It sounds like if that you told me that sounds was, right. If you told me that was Team USA's WBC <laughs> roster, I'd be like, oh, they're, Freddie, they're nasty. Play for the states, bro. <laughs> You're from California. You're not fooling us, Fred. No, it's he if, loves his parents. If you heard a little groan I made uh, when we were talking about that love fake Canada. trade, love it, Canada. It was Jack Flaherty's first pregame outfit showing up to Dodger Stadium. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! You might wear that see-through shirt you were wearing Jeez. the other day. Send I don't. I, I actually. I don't think Jack could pull that off, but <laughs> it takes a special guy. Um, don't, don't even. Freddie Freeman. Okay. Backtracking a little bit. Love that you're on Team Canada because you helped out my guy, Eddie Julian. So, Oh, my God. Speaking of your team, Jorge Lopez and Dylan Floro uh, to the Twins. A little relief pitcher swap. Again, this is, this is what we kind of thought this deadline was going to be building up to. Uh, Trev, I'm excited to get your insight. Cause it, I saw Jorge Lopez break out for the Orioles last year, and it was sick. And the story was sick. He was begging to be a relief pitcher, which... <laughs> Kind of felt bizarre, and then during Orioles' kind of magic season last year, he was he was doing everything you love from a player. Like he was, they said he was showing up to Hyde's office like every day and being like, "I'm good, good if you need me." Like he he was all in. His stuff was electric and gross. Um, Trev, it sounds sounds like, and the stats have shown that it hasn't that hasn't been the case. Floro uh, was closing a little bit in May uh, for the fish. He's been a reliever that's been around for a while, so I um, I don't know. Is this is this just kind of shakeup season? The Marlins think they see something in Lopez. The Twins think they see something in Floro. I think Floro is a free agent. Lopez one more year has one more year in, in so, RBS. So the Marlins are kind of playing that game too. Um, I don't know what what else do you have for that? I think it's a change of scenery thing. You know, Lopez went on the uh, mental health. Uh, IL this year um, so he's I don't want to say he struggled with that in Minnesota um, the results haven't been you know what you'd want there and sometimes you know I think if you're a, a team and you're not going to be putting him in these situations that you, you know that you thought you would be putting him in you know high leverage type stuff uh, if you can give him a chance to go somewhere else and let him flourish I think it's a, the right thing to do at some times. And then, you know, you get a guy back who, you know, Floro, his numbers aren't great, but some of the peripherals are there. And I think it's, yeah, every front office thinks they can do something different. You know, they see this, they see that. Yeah. Um, and, and sometimes, I'm going to say all the time, because I think it's a little bit overstated about the change of scenery thing. Because guess what, man? Most organizations are kind of the same. Yeah. Kind of are. And, like, you still have to pitch yourself it's not like you go to a new organization and you're just a different person like the vibes might you might perk up a little bit putting a new uniform on and i don't know i think it's it's a straight change of scenery thing we'll try to tinker here try to tinker there yeah like like you said with floor uh floro the the fip is really good if you're into that kind of thing 
Um, and I, I need to put a little more respect. His last three years, man, 149 games, yeah. 142 innings, a 285 ERA. Like, dude, that's one year with the Dodgers, then he got traded to the fish for the for the last two years. Um, you know, racked up double-digit saves the past two years. This, this guy has a pretty good, a cleaner track record than Lopez. Um, Lopez just had that breakout, and now it's coming back. And, yeah, if you look at the baseball savant, there's a couple things uh, – a few things that don't look great there. Um, I do love the fit with Miami, not to be rude to Minnesota, but if you remember, uh, I believe Jorge Lopez was on Team Puerto Rico. I think he had the hair dyed. Like, you know, I, I could see him getting a little Miami juice. And okay. um, they also just got a little bit more love on their back end. David Robertson, yes. your guy, best contract of the offseason. He's going to Miami. So... <sighs> Yeah, it's, Marlins are in. Yeah, I think they've they've been in. They've been they've been trying to make some trades. I know they've had a bunch of blown saves um, this month, which you know typically we know how they play in one run games. You're mm. starting to blow saves. That kind of takes away from your magic a little bit. So Kim Ang's like, you know what? Let's get that yoked up mm. Alabama dude down here to Miami. That's how you say his name, David Robertson. Hey, Robertson. Hey, is David Robertson still pitching? Yeah, he's still pitching. He yoked up. Jake Story Alley Gosh. saw him in the sh- in, getting out of the shower. Really impressive core. We always say that about him. Don't know. No, this is interesting though, right? Like the Marlins yes. to us, you know, they've been kind of floundering. That's a good pun right Ooh. there. Um, oh, no. And we think. On the outside, hey Marlins, you got to get some offense. Let's let's go. Let's go. Look, they're another team that's been rumored to be in on Jamer Candelario, uh, which would be interesting for them. Probably a more logical fit. But you know, you got to show up the back end of a bullpen if you're not happy with what you got going on there. And I think Dave Robertson's the person, the perfect person to do it. To me, this more signifies like the Mets saying, and Jerry Blevins tweeted it out last night. Mm. And Jerry Blevins, if he says something, I'm a listening. You listen. He said white flag. Oh, yeah. Mets have waved it. So now what happens with the Mets? And this it's crazy to me, man. And I'm not, like, Jerry's way more plugged in on the Mets than I right. am. I'm, I'm like, not so sold on the white flag waving, but it, I kind of, it. this is it, right? Like, if you're trading your guy, it's closing games for you. It's kind of a white flag. And, like, this is a team that a lot of people had in the deep into the playoffs. It just hasn't worked. Man, and it's, you know, looking at their upcoming games, their projected starting pitchers, Scherzer, Carrasco, Verlander, Quintana, Sanga. Like, it feels like, <laughs> in a way, it felt like the Mets just got to this point. But at the same time, and Mark Mark Canna came out with the quote, never shy with the quote. He no, was like, not. "Well, we should have <laughs> should have played better earlier if if we if we there's seventeen want, games back. <laughs> if we didn't want David Robertson to be traded, we should have played better." Um, and he's not wrong. Like, um, they have the third worst record in the National League. This is actually that's not true. Um, yeah. They're seven games back of the wild card, 17 games back of the division. They're only, I mean, yeah, it's. I think what's going to be interesting, because you could, you can trade D-Rob, and by the way, like that bullpen's felt thin all year. Obviously, the Edwin Diaz injury before the season, which is just crazy 
to think about how far we've come from that. Um, I mean, this is some deep cut Jake BS, but I I thought Montez Deoko was going to be gross for them. He he gets TJ. Um, it's how hard do they sell? Like we've started to see Verlander rumors now. We're seeing Scherzer rumors. Um, you know, like Adam Adovino's back there. Brooks Raley, like I. A lot of their guys on offense. We've talked corner outfielders. If you want to get crazy and make Mets fans mad, you can talk about Alonzo with a year and a half left. How deep does this cell go? Like, are they going to still leave a roster on the field that you said seven games back of the wild card? Are they still going to leave a roster on the field that we're going to keep talking about them and be like, hey, you know, the Mets are three and a half out of the wild card. Like, that. I guess that's what I'm curious about because let's say... If they don't sell a lot more, like let's say they sell a Tommy Pham or Marcana because they have some corner outfield depth, that lineup and rotation still looks like what the Mets thought they were going to have this year. Yeah, I mean, Francisco Alvarez is young, so he's going to be there. Jeff McNeil signed a contract. Francisco Lindor signed a contract. Nimmo. Brett Beatty is young. He'll be there. Nimmo signed a contract. Lindor's there forever. So... <clears throat> I misspoke a little bit about them not too long ago. Mets fans made sure I heard about it when nice. I said, I think the Padres have more of a core Ooh. than the Mets. And they, oh, we have a core. We have a core. Okay. They do. They have people that are going to be there. People that they believe in that are going to be there for, you know, the next, for the foreseeable future. So if you're selling, if you sell Verlander and Scherzer, to me, that means you kind of give up on next year as well. Really? Unless, and well, Unless you go back out into free agency and buy some pitching, right, right, which they could, like which they which they could, you know, there are some people that are going to be available, but then you're kind of back to the same point that you were. I'll tell you what what would be a weird feeling. They've got three with the Nats, three with Kansas City. If they win five or six, God, that would that D Rob trade would eat at me a little bit as a Mets fan. Just a little bit. Where's but J- if Jolly invited us to his fucking party, yeah. I'd call him right now and ask him what he felt about that trade, but I'm not going to. Fuck that. Um, <laughs> Marlins. Check out that. Zach and I are going over there. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one thing that's been shaking me up. I click around fan graphs a lot. I keep getting this brazier advertisement. It's just <clears throat> ladies in bras. And I just like, come on. Straight I can't. Fan Algorithm knows what you like. <laughs> Where is I'm, that at? I'm trying to get some work done. Look at it. I mean, this is. I don't get those ads, bro. <laughs> I can't. My ad right now is Hershey's chocolate syrup. <laughs> I love the algorithm. <laughs> and baby lotion. Oh my. Um, Marlins retooled back of the pen. Let's see what they do for the lineup. Um, the last, uh, God, D-Rob, hot. Uh, Santana to the Brewers. I, I teased it at the beginning with 18-year-old Johnny Severino uh, going to Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, I, I don't have much on him. Um, Carlos Santana, we all know. I was surprised to see his like defensive stats at first base. He's been one of the best defensive first okay. basemen. I, okay. didn't think, I didn't think uh, my... 37-year-old Carlos Santana was doing that. Uh, we saw his one dance when he hit the walk-off this year. That against was against the, the Brewers. Yeah. Um, and I I think, hey, this is true trade deadline. Older player, rental. Throw him in the fire. Sink or swim a little bit. Uh, 
at the same time, I was I assume that we're sitting here with Milwaukee being like, I hope that's not the move. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, Carlos Santana, he could give you a stretch, and you could plug and play him five, six hole, wherever you need him. But is that going to change the Brewers' offense that has been one of the worst in the National League, and yet they're leading the NL Central, where it's like, hey, if you guys can – if the offense can really start clicking, like we can start daydreaming of those Brewers that you predicted to win the World Series. I did not predict them to win the World Series this year. Last, that's what I'm saying. So, I think this is another like roster flexibility move for the Brewers. Um, I think there's a there's a quote out there. Um, the general manager Matt Arnold he talked about defense is still their like their number one priority. Pitching a defense, dude. So they didn't want to. They didn't want to just bring a slugger in. And you mentioned Carlos Santana's stats at first base have been really good defensively. Um, Owen Miller's kind of been over there, and you know Santana's numbers since June first: two forty four, three nineteen, four seventy. So you're talking about a high sevens OPS right there, uh, which is nice. And he puts up good at bats, so it allows Owen Miller to go back to. Utility man, and you have a guy that you can plug in at first base who's been good defensively. He's going to give you good at bats. It makes sense. I agree with you. I, I, I'm hoping that there's more offense coming for the Brewers, but that's not their game plan necessarily, right? Like they're let's let's chuck the ball, let's catch the ball, and let's let Yelly do his thing a little bit. Yeah, free licks and Sal. Sal Freelick, which we'll, we'll get into. The, are we even going to do our normal show? I don't know. We got we got sucked into these trades a little <laughs> deeper than I thought, but I don't hate it at all. Uh, you know what? Go nuts, Carlos like Santana. Uh, go Brewers. Anything else on these trades? There's more coming. I mean, this is we're going to get passing all Man. weekend long. I'm going to be sitting out there on the beach. Mm. Pass, pass, pass. I can't. You're going to have such a great weekend. Uh, Let's do, there was a couple big series. We'll touch on them quick, and then we're doing some standout and awards. And know what else, Trev, myself, and maybe at this fucking Ripper at Jolly's house, (laughs) there might be a lot of blue. You really didn't want me to talk about it. There might be a lot of blue moons. If there's blue moons, I'm coming. (laughs) That should be the new tagline. There are blue moons, I'm coming. Hey, Say that again? Is that Dave Robertson pitching? Oh, he's pitching for Miami now. Oh, they got Blue Moon down Miami? I was drinking a Blue Moon with his father. Um, <laughs> Blue Moon. Playoffs are just around the corner. With his father? Wow. Haven't even thought about that yet. What? Trade deadline in the playoff chase. Why don't you toss me one of those Blue Moons right now? I'll drink yeah. it right now. They've been, okay. it's been, they've been there. I, I don't think yeah, I'm allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Yeah, I don't know the rules. Blue Moon. You guys already know. That's the beauty of this. What am I going to tell you? That Valencia orange peel? I oh. Will. I will. Slide one of those. The Belgian wheat. What's that say? Valencia Brewed with a Valencia oh. orange peel, God. obviously. God. Get your navel oranges out of here. Blue Moon and baseball. They go together like peas and carrots. And... You can have Blue Moon beer. I, you know, sometimes I'll head out to a local establishment. Sometimes get it delivered 
to you at get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Find Blue Moon delivery options. Get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. There's a link in the description. The weekend's coming. Kelsey Wingert's about to announce the start of the weekend. Have yourself a Blue Moon. Yes. Trev, where are we at? Okay, we're 48 minutes in. We broke down. We have to decide what's going to happen Severino with the rest trade. of this. Yeah, what's happening with the rest of the show? Are you just going to read your burns, um, and then we get into standout? Or I say no burns today. Whoa, you want the burns? Whoa, wow! I don't know. No, we don't the have burn. to. There's some series you just have to be honest. The treadline season. Baseball stock exchange, saw Dalton throw that out. Sinker swim time. These two and a half weeks, things mean more to different teams. These trades, um, there is an awesome series in Texas and Houston. I think we talk about that a little bit because it was electric. We had some bean balls come out. Yeah. Houston got within a game. Yep. And then the Rangers blew them out and got physical. So let's do that. We're going to miss some series. Like Casey Cleveland, I'm sorry. Ooh. It's not your week. Shots o- fired. Oakland and San Fran. What it matter? So let's let's hit the big ones and then we'll give out some standouts and some awards. This IMO was the biggest series. The Astros, they won the first two games. One run games, each of them. 10-9, 4-3. And then the Rangers, like they can. They put up a big boy. Are you okay? I had a little burp there. A little burp there. I don't know. Something, Just let it out, big fella. Something came up. Uh, and then we've got, you know, your guy Marcus Simeon's getting yeah. chirping at Framber. Uh, so head into it. What do you got? Well, I mean, the first game was the Chaz McCormick, homers oh. off of Eraldis Chapman. We were talking about this before the show. McCormick's got a little bit of Jose Altuve in his yeah. swing. I'm sure there's been that people have put that together. Um, especially if you're down in Houston watching those H-Town. two guys go. But he's uh, he's he, we're going to talk about him more in the, in the show later. Yeah. Uh, but that was the McCormick, and then uh, who hit the walk-off? Am I, am I going crazy here? Did they not have Yander a walk-off? Yander Diaz. Yander Diaz hit the walk-off. God, um, he comes up a lot in these. And then again, the Astros in the second game, they come back and do it. Uh, Tucker and Maldonado homer, J.P. France, nice start there. Um, I believe Presley gave up something. Okay. Well, there's the big Pena in that second game. Pena throws out Simeon at home, originally called safe. They overturn it, um, which, you know, one-run game. That was significant. Um, It was. Mitch Garver did hit the homer off of... Your boy, Mitch Garver. Yeah, off of Presley. Former teammates? Ooh. Oh. Nah, they didn't overlap. They didn't overlap. Damn. Um, and then the third game, well, yeah, that was. It was it was a crazy start to the game. Bregman hits the three-run homer. Heaney hits Alvarez. And then Framber's like, well, if you hit our guy, I'm going to hit your guy, your guy. And I said it's pretty clear that Framber hit uh, Simeon on purpose, but a lot of Astros fans were like, no, bro, he didn't have control at all that game. Like, I, I think he's got pretty good control. Like He he might walk some people, but like he just dotted him up. Uh, and then there was, yeah, the back and forth between – Maldonado and Simeon that kind of carried over as, um, you know, Texas was routing 
uh, Houston at that point. Adelise Garcia hits the Grand Slam, and after that, there was some words exchanged. You know, benches cleared. I don't know why they got thrown out. Yeah. Like, for what? Like, there wasn't any punches thrown or anything like that. Like, you escalate the situation a little bit by talking so people come on the field, but I, I don't think there should be any people thrown out there uh, in that situation. But chippy, chippy play. And and this, I don't know. When do they play each other next? I think that's what I'm kind of curious about mm. because this sets up for, like, fireworks the next time they play yeah, against man. each other. I mean, we, as sports fans, we we get a little obnoxious about it, but we, you know, you, you look at old Dodgers giants games or Yanks socks. And you're like, you know, these guys back then they hated each other. These guys actually hated each other. And now, you know, you see it in NBA post games. Like it'll be a close game. And then the guys are dapping up and they're like, Oh dude, I'll, I'll see you later, bro. Like good. There's, there's still some hate in the sport, but not, not as much. I think it needs to build up. You need to be competitive. You need to be competing for your division or, you know, when you see guys a lot or, you know, you, you were talking about, uh, you know, texting, texting your guy Flaherty and stuff. Like when you're in division teams, if you see a guy, you know, 12 times a year and you play baseball against him and like if a guy's annoying, that'll get under your skin. Or if you're just alphas competing to win the AL West and you're the new guys in town, the Texas Rangers, and you're saying, well, we're not, we're not going to take that shit. Yeah. I love it, man. I, it I love it. The, the West is building up for an exciting finish. Get in the mix, Halos. Why not? Okay, okay. Uh, they play each other again. Three games set. Early September. Kind of anticlimactic. Labor there. Day? It's like the September 3rd, 4th, 5th or something okay, like that. Okay, I think that's around it. Okay. I could, you asked me like President's Day, Labor Day. I would. Yeah. I have no clue. It's a day that moves. So. No clue. Ooh, President's Day. <clears throat> February. Yeah? I think. February popped up for me too. It's, Febu- it's February, yeah. I didn't know we didn't have the month. Is that a holiday? Of course. Yeah, yeah. We uh, have Houston has the series right now. Um, they are up six games to four. Okay. That stuff starts to matter. Yeah, because you get the tiebreaker and, and all that. Yeah. that. So that'll come down. So the Rangers will have to sweep Houston to get the tiebreaker in that last series. Does that make sense, Beavers? I think it does. Right. Yeah, which then happened then it would be last set. year with the Braves and the Mets. Yeah, <laughs> think about that. Dude. Seven, oh my, seven God. games to six. Yeah, different tone on the Mets. Um, season. yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about Chaz and what he's done. But this is I, I I love I love the fireworks. I think it's awesome. Maldonado said to Simeon said we're gonna win this game. And Molly said, no, you're not. It's just like when you played for the A's. I thought that was a good line. <laughs> yeah, you can. Um, That's a good line. And, but then they went to win. So then it wasn't a good line. But at the moment it was. <laughs> you can see um, when Simeon's walking away from Maldonado, everyone knows this feeling of like when something happens in your life and then you replay it a little bit. Simeon was full tilt, like thinking about 
Like, what do I say to come back to that? You just see the wheels turning so hard. And he let something go at the end, but you could kind of tell he lost the war. Like, he could time. He's not that type of guy. He's right. super like, chill. Maldonado dude. had the line ready to go, and, you know, he's circling the bases. Maldonado's got more time to think. Uh, Simeon's chirping at Framber. But that was definitely one of those, like, Simeon's in the shower later, like, thinking of better comebacks. Like, he's like, oh, I should have hit him with a. Uh, sure. Like, he could just be like, you're, you're fat. Or just been like, Oh my gosh, I'm I have so much more money. <laughs> like I'm so much richer than you. That's always a good one. On I baseball can't field. hear I can't hear you, Maldonado. I'm too rich. Yeah, <laughs> I'm too rich. <laughs> um, the the only other AL series that we've kind of already talked about in a way, um, but. I mean, this is almost just going to become Otani watch in full. The Angels swept the Tigers. We kind of mentioned that in passing with Giolito. They said we're not trading away Otani. In fact, we're trading for Giolito and Lopez. And they come out. They sweep the Tigers. They win that first game in extra innings. And then doubleheader day. And Shohei, you know, if we still like Jolly Olive, and I was going to give him a video idea suggestion, like the best day of baseball ever played. Because he goes, maybe <laughs> he goes complete game, one hitter, complete game, shutout, one hit. And then he hits two homers the next game. Pulls with cramps, Trev. I've seen him yeah. reach for that back before. Don't like that. Um, but the Angels sweep and Shohei's quite literally the best to ever do it. Like, sorry, Randy or Rosarena. I think you're out. Now you mentioned this as like a precursor to them being like, no, we're going to keep Shohei. And if you get swept by the Tigers, you might go the other way. <laughs> right. That's kind of crazy. I don't. I honestly don't know if that was the case. Uh, but getting the job done here, uh, you know, it obviously I think helped mentally uh, for them. But this, yeah, I mean, you no, no shots fired at the Tigers. But you, if you're in this position and you're the Angels, you got to go. You got to you got to take this series. And sweeping it is a lot better. Um, you're right about. Otani and everything you said about him. I think Hunter Renfro just sneaks under the radar there a lot, dude. Because he's just the same thing. He could just, he's... His numbers end up in the same spot every time. And it's good. Yes. Like, know what Hunter Renfro needs? He needs the... Um, a marketing agent? Too? He needs a Chase Headley season. Like, he needs, he needs one season where he's just out of control. And it's like, oh, remember that year Renfro hit 48 bangers? And you're then gonna, you're, and then we would go back and be like, "Wow, he had a really good career, huh?" You're but gonna, he just does the same thing every year. You're gonna get a high sevens, low eights OPS. <laughs> like you're gonna get gonna, twenty-five to thirty homers. He's gonna throw out some guys on the bases because he's got a cannon. You're gonna, yeah, you're gonna get Run around fifty bit. extra base hits. Like, yeah, he's solid, dude. <laughs> and and you know what? He's gonna make a lot of money being solid. In the yeah, big can play a long time that way. I mean, you don't want to give any love to. Mariners taking two or three from my twins. How many animals has Hunter Renfro? Oh, let's see, taken down. Where is he from? See, I don't even know where he's from. I know he has the name For Hunter. Sure done. He's from Mississippi. Yeah. Oh, named Hunter Renfro. Oh, plays I didn't know he was from Mississippi. Southeast. Plays Major League Baseball. But does he sound like that? Have I ever heard Hunter Renfro talk? Hunter's his middle name. Of course it is. All the Southern boys go by their middle name. Dustin Hunter Renfro? He made the right move. Yeah. Dustin Renfro's out of the league. Dustin Renfro. Dustin Renfro's his church name. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I don't think I've ever heard him talk. Maybe I'm mistaken. 173 career homers in the show. Whoops. So many. Definitely killed a lot of animals. Uh, You're impressed by Shohei, yes or no? (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am. Hey, uh, quickly on the Mariners twin series. uh, Good stuff there. Carlos Correa walk off in the first game. But this is what I wanted to bring it up for. Okay. Mariners were, were trying to get them to go, right? Yeah. Who do they need to go? Julio Rodriguez. He starts no. to go a little bit this season or this series. I think three homers in the series, I'm pretty sure. He had a two homer day. Uh, and then he homered the next yeah, day. Yeah, so, so three homers in the series. They take two or three from the twins. They're how many games back in the wild card right now? They are four and a half back in the wild card. This team has all the pieces, dude. Hey, and there were some late leads going back and forth, which is you'd expect because Twins have played, these teams have played each other a lot recently, so you start to see guys, and the advantage goes back to the hitter a little bit. Currently out of the playoffs in the American League. For the, I'll do wild card only. Boston game and a half back. Yankees two and a half back. Angels three back. Seattle four and a half back. Cleveland five back. If those teams want to get into the playoffs, you either need to knock out Toronto, Houston, Tampa, or Texas and Baltimore. <laughs> Who's the best team in the American League? Chris Rose always asks me that. Chris Rose loves that question. Yeah, he does. Um, it's kind of a good question. As of today or come October? I don't know. What the fuck does that mean? I don't know. That's how I'd counter Chris Rose. <laughs> With a question? <laughs> yeah. I'd just try to throw him off for a second. Uh Toronto. <laughs> Toronto's the best team in the in the American League? No, man, I, I have no clue. They don't know. I don't know either. I, I, I told them I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I would say it's hard to look past Baltimore. They have the best record. They've kind of been doing it. But I still look at their starting pitching. Sorry, Gibby. Houston. Are they, though? I don't know. It's tough. That's the, that's the whole point of the that's question. That's the whole rub. Um, National League. Reds Brewers. Yep. I, and this is like yep. this is this series and this is a whole outlook. And you're going to get a little more brew talk in a minute. But the Brewers take two out of three from Cincinnati after they just swept Cincinnati. And yes. they played another series. They've owned them. They've owned them. Three and... 10? Yes. Are they done? Yes. So, think about that. Think about this Reds come up and everything they've been about. And we're, you know, are they going to run this division now? Uh, Ellie De La Cruz should be an all-star. He's been bad for two weeks. Talk about it. Talk about Ellie De La Cruz. He's been bad for two weeks. Go check out the stats. Because baseball's a tough sport. (laughs) Because he's a rookie. This happens to literally everyone. Um... The Brewers take the bread bread games in this. Um, electric first game, Yelly walk off, free lick first major league home run. Yeah, I mean, Brewer fan fan fiction pornography right there. Um, and then the next two games, I think, are dictated by the arms. Andrew Abbott has been awesome, awesome. Him versus Corbin Burns. I had people saying he should be in the Cy Young race in the National League. Uh, Okay. And there's a funky argument, but an argument nonetheless. Uh, and then Freddie Peralta, who you might hear more about later, 
Uh, six innings pitch, 13 punches. He had his good, good going that day. Uh, but in the National League Central, these two teams, these two teams, <laughs> these two teams don't play again. It's a one and a half lead, but this was massive for the Brewers with the momentum the yeah. Reds had going and everything, and it felt like the Brewers were spinning their tires. They have a lead in the division. They don't play again, and they kind of own them. Think about the Brewers and what they want to do. We kind of talked about it, defensive-minded. These games right here. I mean, the Reds scored the Reds, who were like, we talked about their the offense Yeah, is their calling card. You know they can do they can do some things, but really when they were going on that streak, it was because they were putting up eight runs a game. They scored six runs total in this series. That's the Brew Crew. Mm. That's what they do. Brewers only scored. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say nine. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't matter when you hold the other team to six. That's like their plan, dude. The Texas Rangers inning. So, go Brewers, go. I've I've got a lot of Brewer love coming in a little bit. Again, hopefully the Brewers are doing a little more at the deadline. Still very interested to see what Cincinnati does. You got to think there's a depth arm coming at least. If they stand pat, I really don't like that message. They could also have the biggest trade of the deadline if they flip India for something crazy. So um, that's the beautiful part of the season. I think, Trev, let me hit you with a Chris Rose trivia that you may have. Oh, gosh. And I think this leads us to our next team. There's one team in the NL Central with a positive run differential. Cubs. The Chicago Cubs, who are now 500, five and a half games back of the Central. If you thought you were plucking Stroman and Belly, (laughs) you better be rooting for the St. Louis Cardinals this weekend, because otherwise... The Cubs are in the mix. And think, Trev, yes! You mentioned it with the Angels. Put yourself in the Cubs' front office. You're one of the people that have assembled this team. You've just won six straight. You're in a division that is up for grabs. You're the only team with a positive run differential. You like your team. You put this together. What do you think they're saying in their front office conversations? They're not saying, oh, what what 18-year-olds can we get for belly? I mean, they are having those conversations because you have to. That's part of the gig. They're saying, what do we need to do to win the NL Central? And part of it was winning six straight, and they just did that, dude. That, uh, you know, this, they won two games against the White Sox. They're now playing the Cardinals. Dansby Swanson is back. He had a big day at the office. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think the Cubs aren't selling. It doesn't seem like they are. And if you kind of like look around their roster, you can you can not fall in love with their rotation, but you can envision a playoff rotation out of it. Stroman yes. doing his thing. Justin Steele's been incredible. Kyle Hendricks has all the experience in the world, and he's put together a nice season here. Um, so you, you got those three guys. I think, you know, bullpen-wise – there's pieces, but you you can definitely add there like any team can. And then yeah, if the offense kind of clicks and you have guys continuing to do what they do, it's they got some work to do. There's no doubt about it. But again, yeah, there are times where like yeah, like it's it is risky to not 
trade these guys, you know, but do we play the game in the future or do we play the game this year? Like giving up on years sucks, dude. Yeah. It sucks. If you start trading guys away, especially when you're this close, what are they? Four games back of a wild card? Five and a half of the central. Yeah. I think four and a half away. When you start doing that, like that, what message does that send, dude? And let's be real here without fans, without fans. Yeah. Does, does baseball exist? Oh, now we're talking. I'm being serious here. No, it doesn't. Like you no. have to appease your fan base at, at certain points. You can't just keep shipping your guys away, you know, like selling them the pipe dream of, hey, we've done it before. We've torn it down and done it before. We're going to do it again. It's like, no, you're not. Like that, that doesn't happen all the time. I can name a bunch of uh, um, yeah. franchises that tried that and, didn't, and it didn't work. Right. We always go back to the times that did work, but there's many examples of when it didn't. I hate this to be their shout out on the show right now, but the Royals right now are supposed to be in their like new young core. We're back and they're Jeez. one of the worst teams in baseball. So yeah, I'm sorry, Royals. Jesus. You didn't need that, but it ain't it ain't easy. But appease the fan base, bro. Yeah. What what did Chicago just do around their stadium? Build a bunch of stuff so people yeah. can go spend money for them. It's nice, by the way. Put a casino there so you can go gamble money on their team. Give them more. It's like you're doing all these things. Right. You got to give something to the fans. You do. And I think by doing this, you know, obviously they're going to extend a qualifying offer to Belly. Great. So you get a draft pick. Colin Cowherd, guess what? They don't <laughs> trade draft picks in the big leagues. Major League Baseball. Whatever. I think you can trade those comp picks, but those are the only ones so, you can trade. So, anyways. And that's a new three. thing. That's like the last three years you've been So, starts it. with three firsts. Starts with three firsts. <laughs> you got to appease the fan base. I, I, I think the Angels and the Cubs are in a similar situation here. They play St. Louis this weekend. I think they just won the first game. They have three more oh coming. Oh, my gosh, that game. Yeah. We can't even talk about it yet, but I want to. Know what's going to be fun? And you mentioned, like, the fan experience and how important that truly is to baseball. And, like, hey, by the way, there's probably a financial equation if the Cubs sell and attendance and people going to that casino and all of that. Um, it's a sports book, I think. Monday through Thursday, DraftKings. Cubs-Reds mm. at Wrigley. Mm-hmm. Mm. Hot. Baseball has ebbs and flows, man. That hey, those those baby reds, what what are they gonna are they gonna have anything added to their team by then? Cause oh they've God. got Strowman and Steele lined up for those first two games of the Red Series. They're on a six game winner right now, man. The simulation just got me. Yeah? You wanna know why? I didn't even tell you this. Tell me why. I love the simulation, dude. I'm all in. Like, I was half in. I'm all in on the simulation. UFOs, whatever. Cubs. You know who was on the Cubs earlier this year? Tall, handsome, first baseman. Mark Trumbo? He was not on the Cubs. Trey Mancini. Hosmer. Eric Hosmer, right? Hosmer ring season. Hot boy Haas, right? Yeah. You love Hosmer. I forgot about I'm that. Uh, traveling back from Yankee game. Yeah. And... um we had to, had to take someone to the restroom. So we get back to Columbus Circle. Okay. Go to the mall. 
One Sorry. of your kids? Like, why did you phrase it like that? You? Don't want to yeah, expose. Kids. Okay. Yeah. Kids, gotta, kids gotta pee, What does it man? matter? It's a part of the oh, story, Someone bro. in your family had to pee. Okay. So we go up the escalator. You know who's coming down the escalator? No way. Eric Hosmer! No way. We <laughs> dapped up. Quick little three-second conversation. He's did you take York. the escalator back down? I didn't. I didn't. Did he come up? No. We, that's, we, we texted it, afterwards. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And um, here we are talking about the Cubs and them going for it. I see Eric Hosmer in the city. Is it Eric Hosmer ring season? Do it for us. Also needs to be noted that Cody Bellinger, amidst trade rumors, has been the best player in baseball, not named Shohei Otani, um, this past week or so. Um, man, Cubbies. They wouldn't trade your guy P. Crow Armstrong, would they? Kid's a stud. No, he's he's kid's a stud. He's a stud. He's Uh, not getting traded. Interest it's already been an interesting week in Cubsland. Winners of six straight. Deadline coming up. Man, if Stroman and Steele start in the Reds, dude. How did you get here? Because this that's a interleague series. We didn't really talk about this series. We're all over the police. Funky ep. I'm just Pop. trying to I know. get structured here. Well, now you now you know you've got that side tab, so you could be anywhere at any moment. I'm learning how to use my <laughs> you can Google click. Docs. You're a bad man. Because um, we were doing some central... Um, I think... What else? I don't know. Like, amongst the series, I, I think we, we have to talk Boston, because they are in fuego themselves. Um Technically, they played two games against the Braves in this series, and they won both of them. Good. Uh, there was some good baseball played Dodgers, Dodgers Jays. There was some good baseball Orioles Phillies. But at the same time, like in this part of the season, the craving is what's coming. <laughs> is that too sexy? I think so. Am I too sexy right now? <laughs> Can we bleep that Can out bleep in that? post? Um, on the opposite side of it, like. Padres lost two out of three to Pittsburgh that I know you're going to mention them in a little bit. A little bit. And something that's fun, but like if the Mets are selling, the Padres got to be selling, right? I have no idea what the (laughs) Padres are going to do. They're in a very interesting spot because they have some very interesting trade candidates. But that's up to the front office to like, you know, like it's how hard is it? Think about this, man. You're an owner, Paul Seiler. Everyone knows your name now. Peter Seidler. Peter. Paul Se- <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows your name. <laughs> no, this happens that because happens. Peter and Paul. USA Baseball. No, names. there's a guy named Paul Seidler for USA Baseball that happens all the time. Shout out, Paul. I've also... We love Paul. I genuinely forget I'm if sorry. your middle name is Peter or Paul. Or Patrick. Patrick, Patrick yeah. The P names, you get a little excuse. We know Peter Seiler, right? (laughs) Yes, very well. Because he went out and and blew the free agency world away. San Diego, baseball city. Invested into his team because the fans were showing up investing into the club, right? So very, very lofty expectations this year. Right now, it ain't happening. Ten games back of the West. Six and a half back of the wild card. 
It's difficult after you get all that praise and love going into the season to now at the end of July say, dang, we're done. And we're gonna we're gonna sell our best pitcher and some other pieces as well and give up on the season. It's hard to make that call. It makes you look foolish. Thanks, and man. I don't think they want to look foolish. I I would be surprised, man. I'd be surprised if they ended up selling Blake Snell. I would. And and it might happen before the show even goes out on to air. <laughs> but right? I would I would be surprised if they did. Their next couple games, I think, dictated because I just did the the wearing shoes game. Still have the bra add up. My God. Um San Diego plays Texas this weekend. Like if Texas gives them the business. Because if I'm San Diego, I, being in that front office, I think I would be a Stan Pat guy. Like, hey, man, we put all this together. You guys either figure it out. Like, we didn't sell. We could have. We can't add because you guys gave us no reason to add. You guys are in it together. If you swim, awesome, cool. Um, if you sink, that's on you guys. Like, look around. Um, but also... God, if they get the work from Texas this weekend, then I don't know. Then I think you do sell. <laughs> and that's three games. I don't see it happening. I don't. Has Blake Snell received a qualifying offer yet? No. Did he just run with it? Fuck, man. You have to. Fuck. I know I say that and the Mets are... Basically in the same boat as the Padres. Same situation. We spend a bunch of money, <laughs> and they're started to sell. Right. Same record. And, 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 and Steve Cohen, same thing. We all know his name. Yeah. God, He guaranteed a World Series teams? within five, five years. Both of those teams, man. It's back. Can we talk some Boston Red Sox? Hot. Give them some love? I want to. I, I definitely want to. Um, they are... And I don't think I'm giving an award or a standout to them, so we can we can kind of go into it. They are a little bit of what we expected. Okay, we 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 like the offense going into the year. I think you got to love the offense as it's turned out, as of right now. Mm. They have a nice mixture of veterans and young guys doing it right now. I think. Um, you know, the Tristan Casas, what he's been doing has been great. Tristan Casas, look at his season stat line now. Duran has been great. Corbin Carroll light. <laughs> Yoshida has been incredible. And remember, they got a lot of shit for signing him. Yeah. People were like, whoa, what's he going to do? WBC was great. Cold start to the year. Everyone was pointing fingers laughing. Hein Bloom says, uh-uh, Mm-mm. just wait. He's going to have an 878 OPS at the end of July. He looks like the real deal. I think Connor Wong mm. has been has given them, you know, right around league average production. Those stats for a catcher for are a catcher are very nice, right? Good. You bring in Justin Turner, you don't miss a beat there. He, he's going off. So offensively, like I think they've been better than I expected. I I, th- I thought that would be their strong point on their team, but they've they've surpassed my expectations for them. They're a top five offense in the league, any way you slice it. So you got that. 
Now, we talked about the bullpen. They did a lot to address it in the offseason. Yeah. Bullpen's been fine. Bullpen has been, you know, like, that's not an area of need necessarily for them. The rotation, this is where things get a little bit interesting because we talked about it a lot. Like, man, I'm not sure. There's some old guys there. Like, how's that going to look? Uh, Bayo, who, you know, you got to mention him. You talk about the Red Sox Always. rotation. Um, he's their guy. So you got him going off. You got Paxton doing his thing. Cutter Crawford been a nice back of the rotation piece. You got Hauk and Whitlock coming back. How they're going to use them, I don't know. Yeah. They've kind of, you know, been all over the place there. But if those guys are right, they give you a, a nice depth, you know, back of the rotation type arm, sometimes a little bit better than that. Chris Sale, I don't – he's not coming back at all, is he? You never know with Chris Sale. I, I, I feel like I see tweets about him throwing, but I – Okay. You have enough in that rotation to get the job done. Pavetta's kind of been that like swing guy for them. He's been pitching very well as of late. We're going to mention him a little bit later in the show. Um, so I, you know, if if the pitching holds up, like this is a scary team, dude. Like the, the people aren't going to want to face in the playoffs. My analytics binder all year. Hit. You figure out the rest, dude. Some of the names you just mentioned. Jaron Duran wasn't on Red Sox fans' maps this year. Yoshida, we didn't know what it would look like. Casas. People, people were Ooh. optimistic about Duran and Casas, no doubt. They've surpassed those expectations. Casas is now in a, man, with a good couple weeks, you know, has turned into a 23-year-old, you know, looking like, future of first base for a while um, that this team bangs and Paxton has given them an awesome 12 starts. Bayo has been great. Um, and yet the Chris Sale, I just Googled Chris Sale. He said he threw live BP. He's open to any role. And dude, if I could tell you the one thing that makes me the most jealous oh. about the Red Sox, okay, that attitude Love the attitude. Because the Yanks don't have that, man. The, Yan the Yankees are soft, bro. The Yankees are built on, like, <laughs> if you're an MLB veteran, like, you kind of get to call your shots, man. Like, you... Dude, the Red Sox. Piv, go throw six out of the pen, kid. Full pension, Piv? You're you, telling him to do that? You might get the start next week, too. I don't know. We want to win baseball games, and that's what they've done in June. They're 14-5. and five. After being 500. And this is a great case of, and in baseball, there's a, couple, there's a couple tricks. This is my analytics binder. You can go 500 for if four. If I don't like this, I'm going to shoot you. You can go 500 for four of the months. If you have two good months, you're a playoff team. You're a 90-plus win playoff team. Survive the road. Go 500 on the road. Win at home. The Boston Red Sox. They've done that as well. Hot. They're 500 on the road. They're 30 and 21 at home or something like that. Man, there's some basic stuff in this game that travels through the years. The Sox have it, and you want to talk an interesting deadline. Very interested to see what they do. Hey, guess what? Trevor Story's coming back, too. Trevor Story's coming that. back. 
to add on to an offense that's fourth in OBP, sixth in OPS, sixth in runs. They're top six in baseball. I said top five. Just a, just a reminder, going back to all of our Go Angels go, my Yanks. Out. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's without barely mentioning the Mariners that, you know, this season was supposed to be a go year. Ooh, no, it's getting hot. It's a funky app. It's, it's getting hot. I think uh, who have we not mentioned? You know the the the, the no. Phillies Baltimore oh. series. We're over it. We're over it, dude. Like, congrats, Phillies. Alec Bohm, walk up about, single. Both of you, I'm a lot more interested in next week. Dodgers took down. Yeah, right. Jays took down the Dodgers. Awesome. Awesome. We're learning. I care so much about those four teams' deadline moves so much more than the series that took place, and so do their fans. If we're being honest. Shout out Colton Cowser. Hot. Tie-breaking double in the ninth. Don't. And throw out the potential go-ahead run in the eighth. They win 3-2, and then the Phillies. Nice answer back in the series. Alec Bohm did his thing. Can I tell you about Shady Rays? Yeah, go ahead. Love it. Maybe the coolest thing I have going for me, signature pair of sunnies. Pretty sick, and I'm kind of jealous. They're good shades. Jess moves on for me for Tyler Glass now or something. I think, you know, in my bios, it would be like, hey, you know, signature sunglasses. I don't know. Go check them out. Shady Rays. What? They are the absolute best in the game. Girls uh, love sunglasses. You know Oh, that. like if you were single, that's what you'd put in your bio to attract a new wife after Jess left you? If she left me for Glass now, which might be in play come December. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> let's get back to Shady Rays, because I wear them every day. Um, me and John have signature glasses, and they've got anything else you could be looking for sunglass-wise. Premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Durable frames. Extremely clear optics. That's important. That's important. We need to get these on, like, Ian Half or something. We need to get, like, game shades going. Okay. Mm. Or shit, glass now. He's a pitcher. He could wear them. Steal your wife, steal your shady raise deal. (laughs) (laughs) That's tough, bro. Why did you bring that up? Jess and your glasses going on glass. They have their loss and broken replacement guarantee. I'm going to (laughs) text Jess. I miss her. Babe, miss you. I love you. Uh, (laughs) Double check where she's at. Go to shady raise. Oh, she's in Florida. Uh, damn it. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code TALKING. 50% off two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. If you guys haven't gotten Shady Rays yet, I don't know what you're doing. Like they're, it, It's they're, the most straight up They've deal. become like part of the fabric of our company. It's a great deal. They're lost and broken. I'm torn up. I'm texting Jess. Go click the link. Get yourself some I miss you, girl. Not Tampa, right? She said she was in the Keys. Didn't respond to my text earlier. <laughs> I have no service, babe. Hope you're having fun. <laughs> location turned off. I miss you. <laughs> That's really weird. She always has her location on. Stand <laughs> out performance. We're here, babe. We made Woo! it. Hey, wait. Shout out to the Giants sweeping against the A's. Alex Cobb, nice start. Oh Mike Yastrzemski doing it. Shout out, shout out, what shout out. Stand out performances. You mentioned this guy earlier, but I want you to continue to taste this guy. Oh, my God. He might have changed the fabric of the AL West. Well, 
like you're just, phrasing. I, 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 I do. I do. I do. Uh, I'm going to go with Chaz McCormick. Yes. Um, for what he did against uh, Aroldis Chapman, who g- gave the Yankee fans just bad vibes. Always love when that happens. Ooh. Although Yankee fans were really nice to me when I, when I went to the stadium. Did you get some love? I got a lot of love. Good. Yeah, that was nice. Good. Uh, two for three with a double, a homer, and six ribbies in the game mm. on Monday night. Uh, he also had a walk, scored the run on the homer. Six ribbies. Six ribbies. What was your What like, was your high? Five, six. I don't know. I would say five sounds about right. Because you had a couple slams, so if you got that, might have had six. I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe, Maybe he'll check it out. Uh, this guy has taken the center field job and said it's it's mine. This is this is what I'm doing. And if you look back, 26, 27, and 21, and 22, uh, 107 OPS plus, 110 OPS plus for a nice. center fielder. It's really we nice. talk about like he was Covers doing a good job too. Yeah, remember that catch like this year, Jakey boy. Mm. It, read the numbers. 890 OPS for a 143 OPS plus. This dude is he has 13 homers this year. His previous high 14. He's going to surpass that. 42 ribbies. Previous high, 50. He's going to surpass that. He's got 11 swipes on the year. Mm. Uh, the 367 OBP. He's doing everything right. And like I said, you know, he's still pre-arb, right? Yeah, he's making yeah, league man. minimum this year. This is these freaking Astros, dude. These freaking Astros. Just do it. Um, 2-8 war on uh, baseball reference war on the year. He's having a just a really, really good time. He's from... Uh, Pennsylvania, which mm. I always like when like, like a random yeah. northeastern guy just kind of does it. He's down in Houston now. He probably has a cowboy hat, if I had to guess. Yeah. Probably some boots on as well. Uh, I'm just I'm into it, man. And I and I, I think I don't know if I challenged him. We talked about the you know them trading for for Luis Robert, but he's he's gone off, especially as of late. Um, he's been just incredible for them. So I wanted to give him a shout out. In his last twenty-eight days, mm. he's one dot in it. Mm. He's three, four, almost sevening it in the last twenty-eight days. So um, shout out Chaz McCormick. <laughs> Keep doing your thing, man. Um, he's hitting righties. He's hitting lefties. He's one dotting against lefties this year, which is also always a great thing to be able to do. Um, yeah, snaps, bro. Stand out. It's. You mentioned, I think you did, you mentioned Luis Robert. It was, it was fun. It was like it's Astros, like, yeah. you know, crack Still super team. <laughs> yeah. why, why not? Um, Luis Robert OPS, 875. Yeah, shit. Chaz McCormick, 890. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? <clears throat> so, yeah, he's a guy. He's a guy. Um my goodness. When you have, I mean, guys making seven, like league minimum, 750 grand, putting up production like this, I mean, that's everything that you want as I, an organization. Can I take a little, just a little jab at my Yankees and how, like, bad it's been? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yankee fans are, like, really happy with Glaber Torres right now because uh-huh. he's been their most consistent hitter. Like, Yankee fans are like, please don't trade Glaber. Like, he's been our only really offense. Like, mm. please don't trade. He can Glaber. be part of next year. Like, he has a 766 OPS. I'm, I'm laughing. I never had an OPS that high. So. <laughs> you were you were around there. 
That that vaunted 2014. I don't season. think I ever was. But 751. I was I was, pro- I was productive in other ways, guys, defensively. Um Chaz McCormick is fucking balling out. Um great standout, Trev. <laughs> Careful. I think Careful. I can do that. Video canceled. Uh, I'm going another way with it. Trevor's uh, career high, five RBIs, grand slam off of John Danks. Mm. And the next inning, you uh, you took Scott Carroll up the middle, drove in Mauer. Scott Carroll, nice name right there. Yeah. Okay. The inning before that, Mike Pelfrey hit back-to-back batters with the bases loaded. Love that for Mike. Pelf, get out of here, dude. Strongest guy I've ever met in my life. <laughs> then Ryan Presley came in. I thought you'd think about Great it. Great names in that set. Yeah. Freddie Peralta. Uh, we've been highlighting a lot of the hitters. Um, Freddie P, playoff P, six innings pitch, 13 Ks. Oh, you're sick. Six innings pitched, 13 Ks, zero earned runs, zero walks. Uh, we touched on, you know, hey, limited series this up. A lot of trades going on. We talked Brewers-Reds. Uh and if Freddie P doesn't do that on the last day, we would be saying the Reds are a half game back. That was a huge game for them. We talk about dropping it on the table. Uh, Freddie P, an original, the guy that joined the law firm, you know, talking base real, talking baseball real ones will remember that. Um, massive start by him that's now turning into a massive season. He's 27 years old. We forget Fred, Freddie P been doing it for a little bit now. Um, him and Corbin Burns, if we start getting into playoff season, how's your one, two, how's your one, two, three Burns and Peralta are going to have a pretty good argument. Stroman and steel. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can bop around and do the whole thing, but, uh, Freddie P Sonny Gray, Joe Ryan <laughs> are, yeah, they're good. They're good. I got no qualms with them. Um, Freddie Peralta. The ERA isn't as pretty as you'd like, but I think I can butter knife that pretty good. Um, two of his last three have been six innings shutout. Uh, if he gets hot down the stretch for the crew, watch out for them. Um, yeah. Shout out. Couple snaps for Fred. Trev, a lot of guys got robbed. You know, Cade Marlowe's big two for three game. Ended up on the list. Mm-hmm. Alan, Alan Trejo. Alan Trejo Obviously. has been hot since he's come back. Um, but there's some guys that are really. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. What do you want to smoke? Like Waco. <laughs> Where's my piece of chalk, bro? All right. For this series, we talked about this guy a little bit. He's got to go for Seattle. Uh, Julio Rodriguez against my twins. Oh, my goodness. Six for 15, two doubles, three homers, four ribbies. Need to put guys on base in front. I think they dropped them down uh, to fifth in the order. Pretty sure that happened. Um, interesting stat here Dalton has. Solo homer on Wednesday was the first of his career with, in an 0-2 count after entering the finale. I don't know what. Okay. This is. Don't worry about that. Just know that he had a really good series, 6 for 15, 400 average, three homers, four ribbies. Bo Bichette, my, like, honestly, he's probably, like, my third favorite player in the big leagues. Mm. Uh, 7 for 12, a double, a homer, five RBI, two runs, a walk for a 1.5 OPS. Uh, he's leading the league in hits. Of course he is. Um, and he's had 14 three-hit games this season. That's a joke. 
How about Andrew Kisner for the St. Louis Cardinals? Four for okay. 11. Three homers. Okay. Six ribbies for a 1.5 in the series. Now, for the week, we got some fun guys on this one here. Colorado starting pitcher Peter Lambert. Two games, 11 innings pitch, only six hits in those 11 innings. No earned runs, two walks for the zero ERA, .73 whip. He lost almost the last three seasons to TJ. From 2020 to 2023, he's thrown 51 innings, man. That's got a feel. 45 this year. That's amazing. So snaps for him. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Shout out Peter Lambert. I love that. Chicago Cubs reliever. Oh, man. Adbert Alzale. Alzale. I always forget it's lay or lie. It's lie? I think so. Adbert Alzale. Four games, four saves. Four innings pitch, one hit, no runs. It's important. No walks. It's important to a win streak. Love that for you. Keep the Cubbies in that. Snaps for him. And then, this is like another top five player for me. Uh, San Diego infielder, utility guy, moving all over the place. Hassan Kim. He goes nine for 22 with a double. Three homers. Four RBIs. He homered twice for San Diego on Monday. Read that next line. It's the first homer of, first multi-homer game of his career. He's tied for the highest B-war of all the position players in Major League Baseball this season with Ronald Acuna Jr. This guy is a menace. What are his stats, his offensive stats on the year? I'm going to get it up now. I'm going to give you my simulation. Okay. Padres stand, stand pat at the deadline. He's hit, he has an 8-10 OPS. Passion, what the freak? Passionate speech in the Padres locker room. Oh. Hey, we're doing this. We're going. Padres get hot. They have the best August we've ever seen. They go undefeated like the Rays did. Ha Song Kim MVP talk happening. He's going to get votes. Tied for the highest war with Rackham. Is this the best contract in the big leagues right now? Of guys that are on... Like, forget... forget For guys that have signed free agent contracts, yes. I mean, Acuna Acuna is up there. (laughs) Yeah, not bad either. (laughs) Because like I was gonna your Chaz McCormick example before, like if yeah. he's making the minimum, um, but yeah, he signed a four year twenty eight million dollar deal. <laughs> if you told Padre fans Ha Song Kim would have the highest WAR come the trade deadline, Padre fans would be like, okay. And then you told them you might be selling. I think that would have been confusing. that's a good one. Yes, I think that would have been um, the mutual option for twenty twenty five. He's been a. a a light bat his entire career, but the mm. defense is played. He's, you know, he can swipe some bags. Although he's got 19 this year, 37 career. So he's doubled what he had before. He More up than the doubled. New rules. 14 Jimmy Jacks. This guy's having a career year. I'm all for it. That's awesome, man. So snaps for him for the two weeks. This is when it gets fun, people. Yeah. Nick Pavetta, three games. 12 innings pitched in those three games. Love that. It's so hilarious. Three hits, no runs, only three walks, a .5 whip. He's faced 41 batters over the last two weeks and has induced more double plays, one, than extra base hits allowed, zero. Mm. That's nice. So, Austin, you got your boy full pension doing it. I love it. I love where they're at, man. In the weeds, 
In the weeds, Cody Bellinger. Speaking about weed, <laughs> he does. It's just the way he looks. People, it's not. He high doesn't all the touch time. the stuff. Never. Twenty-one for fifty-three, two doubles, six homers, seventeen rippies, eleven runs. Oh my gosh! He didn't hit a homer in one hundred and two. 102 plate appearances during May and June. He's hit eight in July. Whoops. And the last guy on my list here, second baseman for the St. Louis Cardinals, Nolan Gorman, 14 for 42, three doubles, five homers, 13 ribbies, nine runs for a one dot one or over that span. And that, my friends, is Susan Fuego. Trev, powerful. Don't touch the stuff. No, can't. No. He's in the show. Give it to me. What are you doing for lunch? Starving. I'm starving. This is what happens to me every day. Yeah. I just never get to eat because I'm, I'm working. Like right now, this part of the show, I normally like order something. And I don't know. I may or may not have poured a blue moon into this coffee cup because I need calories. May not. Like, do you want to order lunch? Anyways. Ooh, I want a sushi burrito from the place across the street. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to do, do that. You can do that. Yeah. Um, now I'm not ordering lunch. Uh, I'm ordering the IL segment. Hot. Chris Bryant. I know there is there is some like faux trade rumors around him. I guess that's that's probably out. Jesse Winker goes on the aisle as long as Aaron Hicks. Bad week to be uh an outfielder, I guess. Kurt Casale, no. No. But returning from the IL. Adam Wainwright. Shout. Go save the season, kid. Uh Ramon Laureano, sheesh. I know he had some trade rumors. Yon Moncada goes down. Or no, these are the guys that are back. Let's go. Excuse me. The IL segment. Just not who I am. Merrill Kelly is back. Let's go Snakes. And then you might have heard of these two in Houston. Jordan and Altuve came back. That team. Whoops. Kyle Tucker. Jazz McCormick. Um... Watch out for them down the stretch. And, hey, there might be a big fella back who's got a banged-up toe. I wish I could be more. By the time this is out, hopefully, hopefully a I tweet could, from an account is I wish I there. could confirm it more, but a certain organization is kind of weird about injuries. Um, Aaron Judge. Trav, it brings us to... I miss Kelsey. I texted with Kelsey a it's little the bit vibes, the other Kelsey. day. It's the vibes, Kelsey. Got to be honest with you. What were we talking about? Um, she radiates positivity. She does. Um, oh, she sent me a Heyman tweet. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Trev. I am giving the Robin Big Award. Now, I think most people will know what I'm talking about, but for those who don't... Some of the kids might not, huh? Go check it out. So, uh, Robin Big, it's a, a reality show that was, I believe, on MTV. Rob Deerdeck, the professional skateboarder turned entrepreneur. The kids turned probably know ridiculousness. I don't know ridiculousness, if they like Host not. of Ridiculousness. Um, he is a motivational guy on his Instagram. Just honestly... Rob Deerdeck is a, he's a, like a good person, like in a good person to follow. Like he's made, yeah. he's made a lot from a little. You know what Rob Deerdeck was really good at? He's, I, I you and Rob Deerdeck have a lot of similarities. How about that? So does Jimmy. Like Rob Deerdeck, Rob Deerdeck hits a lot of chords with people of having fun 
and pushing the limit, but knowing the limit. Not disrespectful ever. Yes. Yes. There's um, where you guys differ a little bit. You're, you you disrespect me on a daily basis. His, him and him, him and John Mayer, I think they went to the club with their moms or something. Because yeah. John Mayer... He was, Patty, he Patricia. Was, he was in a single streak and like getting into trouble a little bit. So they were like, hey, we need to tone it down. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get back to yes. my award. Uh, Rob and uh, his bodyguard, Christopher yeah. Boykin, uh, Big Black, as he was uh, known, uh, started the show Robin Big. It only went for three seasons, turned into Fantasy Factory. Um, but it was a show about like an unlikely friendship forming. And, you know, the juxtaposition of them next to each other was really funny. It's like, <laughs> yeah. a, you know, a massive dude next to like a little skateboarder. And there was just skits and just like a real fun time. Um, now, unfortunately, Big Black uh, has passed away. He had some heart problems. So RIP Big Black. He was in, in my childhood. It was like one of the more fun shows. Like I didn't really watch a lot of reality TV, but this this was more just like fun. Right. Yeah. There is another unlikely duo that has formed mm. uh, that is also very entertaining to watch. And I would 100% watch a reality show with these two on Okay. It. Blake Snell and Gary Sanchez yeah. have formed a powerhouse duo down in San Diego. Now, I think it was May 29th, Gary Sanchez gets claimed off waivers. And we're like, what's going on with that? What, what do we need? Some offense? What are we looking for here? He basically has become Blake Snell's personal catcher. Yeah. Typically, not. I'm not a personal catcher guy. Sure. I do understand that some guys, like I remember when I pitched, like you go to some of these showcases. I'm talking like high school ball. Been a while for me. But I remembered this. You go to some of these showcases and you're throwing to some of these catchers you've never thrown to. You don't like it. Yeah. Like some guys you might like. Some guys you're like, dude, this doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. I actually talked to Pete Mackey, Twins pitching coach, about that. I said, how much does that really matter? He's like, dude, it still matters a lot. So it's really important to have people that you're comfortable throwing to. Do you want to know what... Since May 29th, what Blake Snell has done with Gary Sanchez. What's that, Trev? Now I've lost it. <laughs> I had it all up. How do I get that back? I God, you teed it up so well. Oh, well, I got it. I got it, guys. Okay. May 31st, he started the game against the Miami Marlins. His ERA was sitting at a 5-3-8. Okay? Since that day, he started 11 games. 64 innings pitched, 34 Hits five earned runs in six, five runs, not just earned runs, five runs in 64 innings pitched. He's got a 0.7 ERA, a 157 batting average against, 469 OPS against. He's allowed only two homers in that time. He struck out 93 batters. This is with Gary Sanchez catching. It's an unlikely duo. Blake Snell went from a 5.38. Excuse me, it was a 5.04 ERA before that. He's now down to a 3.7 on the year. 
with Gary Sanchez. I just think it's a remarkable story about two unlikely people getting together, providing entertainment for the masses. It really reminded me of Robin Big, so I wanted to make the connection. Shout out Blake and Gary. Blake and Gary forever. Blake and Gary forever. And Trev, there was a lot there, and it was all beautiful. And BBD mentioned it beforehand. Gary Sanchez, awesome numbers against Blake Snell. Yes. Hitting-wise. Yeah. Six for 21, five homers five and a double. Five jacks. <laughs> Eight walks. Do you, is there, do you think there's something there, either pitch mix-wise, or I don't know about tipping-wise, or just blind luck, or maybe just a good matchup? I guess that happens. Or do you think there's something that Gary can see from Snell that he's like, hey, that don't do that? Probably a little bit of everything you just said. Some guys you just see the ball better against. Yeah, and it's just like their arm slot, their their your, their motion lines up with your motion. But yeah, like having success against the pitcher obviously means you see them well. And Gary behind the plate, number one, he doesn't have to face Gary Sanchez anymore, so that's good. Yeah. And number two, yeah, he's able to put the right fingers down and or mm. press the right buttons now. Mm. Um, but I just, it's incredible the turnaround in the season that has happened for Blake Snell. And guess what? In a year, most in a fucking contract year, Gary Sanchez, Blake, you better mm. buy him a nice watch when you sign that fucking deal. Mm. Didn't you call $200 million for old Blake? There's a lot of ways to look at a free agent. And I'll tell you what, a, 30-year-old free agent with a career ERA around 3-3. He's going to get paid. 20 career war and potentially two Cy Youngs in the bag. <laughs> I love that Blake Snell's going to get paid like this. I love it. I'm not saying Snell's going to win the Cy Young, but I will say this. He has gotten better in every second half of his MLB career. Go look at every season, and in the first half of this season... He was 18 starts with a 2.85. The three starts since a 1.13 ERA. If Blake Snell is better than his first half, which he has been every season, he has a really good chance to win the Cy Young. And I did take him in our Cy Young draft, and it got some laughs. Love that. Because sometimes you. I like the pick. Because sometimes Snell can be a tough watch. <laughs> he will. He will bounce some balls. 51 million dollars already. Blake Snell is going to be a quarter of a billionaire. And I love it. He's, He's an incredible person, fun to be around. You know who probably likes Rob Deerdeck? Blake Snell? Blake Snell. I could see that. <laughs> I'm going to hook them up. I think up. he does. I'm going to hook them up. Those guys would vibe, man. Um, Golly. Great award, Trev. Uh I'm going to give out the Name Your Dog or Name Your Baby Award. Okay. Because I, I mentioned this and I said it's going to be a big Brew Crew episode for me. I gave my standout to Freddie Peralta. They handled their bidness against the Reds recently. The first game against the Reds, Sal Freelick. Legit prospect, yeah. Boston College. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. are calling yeah. Yeah. him, yeah. you know, Vinny Rotino 2.0. Sal Freelich, who has a big potential role to helping the Brewers win this Central, 
He hits his first career home run. Yes. Yeah. Ties the game 2-2. End of the game. Christian Yelich. Walk off. Got that big contract. Milwaukee says he's our guy. He's here. I mean, we, you know, people have dreamed up Yelly trade rumors because his play kind of declined a little bit from his MVP times. He's back. He's been balling. He's a big part of the Brewers' success this year, kind of carrying them offensively. In the greater Milwaukee area, I bet there's a lot of dogs named Yelich, Yelly. If my guy Sal Freelich okay. starts hitting, keeps hitting, we might, some, we might see some dogs, we might see some babies. Some Sal's, some Freelicks. I don't know. If this kid clicks. You think people are making love because Sal Freelick, Frelick actually, isn't it? No, we thought it was Frelick, but the announcer said Freelick. That's right. I was getting backwards. You think Baseball people are watching. Freelick. People are watching Sal saying, honey, this guy's made me horny. It's not happening yet, but Trev, the the important part of that is Christian Yelich has. This is what you just did with Sal? Christian Yelich has made them in the past couple years. There's been some lovemaking because some of Yelich? Christian Yelich. Yeah, yeah. That if yeah. they win the Central and Freelick's a guy, I don't know. Watch out. Oh, what's your new puppy's name? How about the freshman? You think Sal was watching that oh. being like, what the f- Yelly Weemer. Um... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I lost you on that. I'm one, struggling but. to get there, but I, I like the idea of uh, puppies and making love. I'm just saying, Sal Freelich, you you keep balling out. We're gonna get. We're changing animals and babies' yeah. names up there. Sal's a great dog name. Yeah, or if you're Italian, it's a, yeah. just a great name. It's a good name for people. That's one. It's of those a salvatore, and you know, Sal will Sal will lick you for free. Don't like it. He slices his garlic razor thin. <laughs> oh, I forgot you're having a you're having a nice Italian dinner tonight. Ooh, Maybe <laughs> Nikki, Nikki Cass. Cass. I've got a Nikki I got Cass. a funny bad story I'll end it with. Um, Nikki Cass, friends with Logan Ohapi. Um, he name drops. He name drops more than anyone. He does. He does. But I got I half got got, and this is my apology to Nikki. Um, Nikki Cass, we're in the warehouse yesterday, and he goes. Uh, he mentions the Angels, and he's like, how about Trey Cabbage getting called up and hitting a little bit? And me, just assuming, I was assuming Nikki was kind of just name-dropping, or I was like, oh, is Trey Cabbage another Northeast guy? Like, you know him in Ohapi or something? He was just like, no. Nikki Cass was trying to tell me that he knows ball a little bit, <sighs> that he had been seeing Trey Cabbage. He saw a new So Angels. that's my bet. That's my bet. I wasn't familiar with your game. On three, does Nikki cast no ball? One, two, three, no. <laughs> Hit the music. No chance. I feel bad. You're funny, though. He's funny. I'll Great give swing. you that. He knows playing swing. ball. He's a busy guy. Yeah. I suck. I like Nikki Monday. Cass. I like you. Who knows what we're talking Monday, about? I'll Monday, I'll be still on like on the beach, so like we'll see oh, how that yeah. works out for us. Ooh. Ian Happ didn't do it on purpose. 
Michaelis did it on purpose. It was Hap's it was normal like back swing. Back. Jack Flaherty wants to fight everything. <laughs> I think Hap's going to hit him. Dodger outfit.